0: Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like FanFave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players start playing with just five bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code college draft to book your one way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467 467- Three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty-eight hours after issuance. Cdkng.com/slash-football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Or yourself a cold one. Let's drink them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft.
0: Yeah, it is The College Draft, baby. And it is presented by betonline.ag. It is daddy soda time, Ross Tucker. Matt Waldman with you, betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% 5-0 welcome bonus, which is awesome, almost as awesome as my dude Matt Waldman. I already got a text message from Mike Tannenbaum, former general manager for both the Jets and the Miami Dolphins saying really am loving Matt Waldman on the college draft podcast. How cool is that? The answer. Very cool. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Waldman and make sure you check out Matt Waldman RSP for the rookie scouting portfolio. I thought that was a ringing endorsement, Matt from Mike Tannenbaum, the former, Jets and Dolphins GM who's really enjoying the podcast which is cool he's an awesome guy by the way I've actually hung out with Mike a couple times awesome awesome guy hopefully you guys enjoyed the two-part series we had on the Ross Tucker football podcast earlier this offseason because I thought that was really cool how he broke in how he got his opportunities uh, the whole Belichick story really really cool speaking of cool Did you know you can enroll in the Dos Equis College Football Football College where you'll learn from brilliant football minds like Jay Cutler, Martellus Bennett, Katie Nolan, and John Bacon, the dude who literally wrote the book on college football, John Bacon. He is the guy. Yeah, it's true. Here's all you need to do. Go to doseckies.com/edu to enroll in the Doseckies College Football Football College be the first person in your family to earn a football watching certificate from a beer school. By the way, you also are automatically entered for a chance to win tickets to the 2020 College Football Playoff National Championship. Doseckies, keep it Terrasante. Dos Equis Beer Brands, enjoy Dos Equis responsibly, imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York, copyright 2019, Dos Equis Beer Brands, no purchase necessary, 50 U.S., DC, 21 plus only, enter by 12-2019, full rules available on DosEquis.com slash E-D-U. Matt, let's start this week with TCU and Purdue. I know about Rondell Moore for Purdue, but he's not draft eligible yet. So tell me about some other guys in this game we should keep an eye on, starting with cornerback Jeff Gladney.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to be a fun one to match up with Moore. You know, he plays tight physical coverage against routes that break back to the quarterback, so he's very quick at being able to recover. I think he closes well from that trail position when you see a guy like Moore breaking across the field. It's going to be fun to see how tight he can stay with Moore and whether he can come in and defend the ball as well as he has on film thus far. He's also a good run defender, Ross. I mean, he works well through traffic to earn an angle on the ball carrier and he pursues well on run blitzes and wraps up well. And then if you go vertical on him, he's a good ball tracker and reads the eyes of his opponents. And he's aggressive, aggressive when he's playing off and he times his hits well when he comes downhill. So, you know, it's going to be a fun test with him against Moore.
0: What about wide receiver Jalen Rieger, another receiver in this game?
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's certainly one of the, the better prospects in the in the class of wide receivers that are going to be eligible. He has a good catch radius. I think he works well when the target forces him to turn against the momentum of his break, so he's one of those guys that the ball's thrown a little bit behind him or the quarterback has to target um away from the zone defender nearby. Rieger's pretty good at being able to turn back and be able to make the catch. Um, He shields defenders well and makes some plays after contact. I just want to see him be a little bit more consistent with making plays in the face of contact or tight coverage. Um, Releases, you know, he has some release moves that are effective for him. He's a quick guy, has good speed. So when you watch him use a three-step pattern and, and then use maybe a rip move to release, He's pretty good at that. You just want to see more variations of it. I think at times he can be too passive. And some of the guys who are really fast, I think they get used to, you know, having to turn back and catch the ball and they end up trapping it at certain times. And you, you just want to see him be a little more active where his arms come out, where he's using his hands in the correct position based on the, the height of the target so that he can catch and hold on to that ball rather than end up trapping it. Um, and I'd like to see him break a few more tackles in terms of when defenders just reach for his legs and they're able to just get a grip of that lower body. And he's one of those guys that you just want to see him break more of those just arm tackles that, that, that NFL players are more consistent at doing. So if he can do that, he can really give TCU, um, you know, a bump in terms of what he's able to do in the open field.
0: Let's get to the produce side now. How about Bryson Hopkins? I, I know his dad, Brad, very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brad was a terrific player. And when I back in the day when I was a Titans fan, it was fun to watch him uh, clear the path for Eddie George. Um, Bryson is, uh, you know, he's quick. You certainly see that right away. Whether he's blocking, he can get up, get downfield as a stock blocker and really get on top of the defender or the assignment that he has. He also has quick lateral movement kind of like dad so he can you know he can work the edge and pass protection when he's assigned and i like as a route runner that he has a skill to really drop his weight you know bend at the knees and get in the brakes really fast it can be a little further refined but i like how fast he is at stopping at the top of his stems in the brakes, especially working back to the quarterback so he breaks back to the quarterback well He just overextends a little too often as a blocker, so he loses his balance easily after contact. Um, But as a receiver, that's really his game right now. He attacks the ball well. He transitions well from the catch to the run, so he's very quick to get upfield. I just want to see a little bit more um, challenging targets for him because I wonder if he has some focus drops that are a little bit more commonplace. Because he's so quick, he tries to get he and he transitions so well upfield. He gets a little excited about getting upfield and doing some damage. And he ends up dropping the ball.
0: Let's move on to another key matchup on Saturday. That's UCF and Stanford. I predicted that Stanford would lose to USC. That came true. Uh not good for Stanford. Good news is though, it does appear as if they'll be getting quarterback KG, KJ Costello back, Matt.
1: Yeah. And, you know, certainly he's a key to their game because he's one of those guys that really is pinpoint accurate off of um, designed rollouts off of play action. And the way that Stanford likes to run the ball, you know, it's nice when you have a quarterback who can be pinpoint in the short game and you can execute those design throws on the move. And he's that precise and accurate in the short game. It's very helpful to that offense overall. You know, he's a guy that I think does a good job of holding safeties on intermediate and deep routes, and he's good at being able to, you know, drop back, look, hold that safety with a look, and then make a very late turn to his intended target. So he's really maximizing how he manipulates defensive backs. And he feels edge pressure well. So he's a guy that he's not that easy to sack. He's someone that's going to break the pocket pretty quickly for you when he feels that edge pressure. There's just times I'd like to see him stay in that pocket a little bit more and make one or two small moves, a hitch, you know, maybe slide to an open space. He tends to break the pocket as soon as he feels that pressure a little too often, and he'll often rush his throwing motion as he feels pressure. So the positive is that if you get him on the move and throw, he's, he does really well, but I'd just like to see him improve a little bit more when it comes to having to stand in there and make just a small adjustment and then maybe see that second um, progression break open and be able to throw it accurately.
0: What about the cornerback for Stanford that it's, it's funny because the coaches have already said uh, they don't expect him to stay after this year. I mean, he is that good, that talented. When they're saying that at Stanford, you know he's pretty good. That's Paulson. I don't even know how to say his last name. Adebo? Adebo? Adebo?
1: I think it's Adebo. I think it is. And and that was something I probably should look at myself. But, you know, he, he reminds me a little bit, of, I believe, of a former Stanford corner, if I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, was Nnamdi Asumwa. Um And you think of Asamoah, bigger, rangier guy, you know, bigger than average at, at the position. And he plays off coverage a lot. He's pretty good at the off coverage um, game because he's good at being able to close fast and and really reach well for targets and use that length to break up from a trail position on a lot of routes. Um, and, and he's good at being able to climb the alley fast. So when, you know, they, when there's someone, you know, when there's a target thrown short, he gets up there fast and wraps up. And I love watching him in the run game. It's always fun to watch cornerbacks who can fill gaps quickly in the run game and stick their nose in the traffic and and, and truly wrap someone up and drop them. He's a good run blitzer, Ross. I mean, when you get him off the corner, he times it extremely well. He's physical. And so to, to me, I just want to see him challenged a little bit more in terms of makeup speed. Would love to see him in situations against press just to see how he fares there and also where quarterbacks may test him a little bit more in terms of how they manipulate the defense. And I want to see how he responds to quarterbacks who can be a little savvier with manipulation.
0: I want to see how our listeners respond, Matt, when I tell them that I am giving away a free Madden for the next few weeks on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, but only if you're one of the person that gets 20% off plus free shipping with the code college draft at manscaped.com. Whether you realize it or not, guys, if you're not manscaping, you're doing it wrong. There are a lot of benefits, including not going to lie. Make sure uh Frank and beans. There look like a, a heartier meal. Look bigger. Why not take advantage of it? I do it. I do it all the time. I, I, you only live once. Might as well feel good about yourself. And you don't want to be nicking something or cutting something. Before I got the Manscaped tools, that happened actually a couple times. Not pretty. A lot of blood. Don't want to really talk about it. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code college Draft at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com dot com. Use code college draft. You should be able to spell it, but just in case, m a n s c a p e d dot com. Manscape dot com. The codes college draft and the Madden is in your mailbox if you take advantage of it. What about for that UCF Stanford game? What about safety Richie Grant, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's known as a ball hawk. He has decent hands. And he's one of those guys, Ross, that has the skill to cut off angles with his within the range of his coverage. Uh, and that's the question mark for him is how much range he really has. You know, we talked about some safeties in the past, like Delpit and LeCount, who are, who are guys for Georgia and LSU, who have really strong range. Grant, I think, works better in a too high safety look when he's playing coverage deep. Um, I think he doesn't have that that single high range that you want to see for the NFL, but he's also very good in the box. So if you want to put him in the box, he works through traffic well. And when he gets downhill, he can wrap and drop players. I think he's a good or a competent box player at UCF. So you're going to see him do well in this game. He's good versus screens and ferreting out um, the ball carrier in traffic. I just think he lacks that top end speed and NFL caliber quicks to, to really Maximize his range and and there's times that when he's that last player, you know with the running back into the open field, he has difficulty being able to you know maintain the angle of pursuit. the back seem top NFL back or let's say top college backs seem to be able to take away the angle that he has on them in pursuit. And he's one of those guys that if i were if I were scouting him as a player, I'd want to see if there's ways that I could set him up to where he has to reach for me with his left hand. Cause it's it, you watch him repeatedly. And when he has to reach out and try and wrap you and lead with that left hand, he just doesn't, he can't maintain a grip as a tackler. Um, and you wonder if he was hurt a little bit on some of the film or whether that left hand is just kind of weak enough where you can try and work angles to, to make him pursue you where he's leading with that arm. And I just want to see him maybe for the NFL See if this year he's gotten a little bit stronger. See if he can get a little bigger and stronger to withstand the punishment of the game and hold up better as a box player because I see him as, as either a box player or a guy who's going to play in a lot of two high sets.
0: That game, UCF-Stanford, will be at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, on ESPN, Stanford traveling cross-country. They don't have an easy schedule, man. Going to UCF, they already played Northwestern, already played SC, which is obviously a conference game. Then we've got maybe the most interesting matchup of the weekend. Not a good start for South Carolina, certainly, but they can make it a whole lot better if they can find a way to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide at home, it's 3.30. It's, I believe, the first Brad Nestler, Gary Danielson CBS game this week that people can check out, and it's in South Carolina. A lot of guys, obviously, we could always talk about when it comes to South Carolina and Alabama. Let's start with wide receiver Brian Edwards. Matt.
1: Yeah, and and he's going to have to make a, a difference this week, obviously, against a strong Alabama secondary, and, and Edwards ha- is capable of doing that. I mean, he's a big, strong guy who's going to be able to not only win the ball in the air because he tracks the ball easily, and he has those strong hands to really snatch it and pull it down even under tight coverage, but he's someone that can pull through and bounce off contact. So he's the type of player that you can get him the ball either early or get it to him in the air. He has a good chance of being able to break through a wrap or contact and continue down the field. Um, He he has some promise, you know, that for him, it's about releases, especially against Alabama. You're going to want to see him continue to show that good footwork off of the line and maybe add to his repertoire a little bit. So he's not as predictable, but he has some pretty good, um, you know, shake moves and stutters and, you know, being able to use his footwork well with his hands, he, he's strong enough to be able to wipe through, you know, the reach of a defender. Um, but I, one of the things that I really want to see this week is when he uses those releases and uses those combinations of footwork and his handwork, that he doesn't lose his balance at the end of the release. Um, too often you see him kind of stumble through it and, and pretty much – end up in a situation where he helps out the cornerback because even though he got that initial separation, now he's spending time recovering through it. Um, So, I mean, this is a guy that's going to be a a real vital factor for um, the Gamecocks this weekend if he can, you know, do what he does best, which is basically break tackles and win, you know, win in the air against tight coverage and contact
0: what about defensive tackle javon kinlaw he's gotten a lot of buzz you know leading into the season
1: yeah he sure has and you know when he came to columbia he was a guy that he i think early on in his his career dropped about 40 pounds and you still look at him he's a big strong sizable muscular defensive tackle with strong closing acceleration and he has some, you know, really some decent moves that you watch in a vacuum. He has a good club against guards. He has an effective swim move. He's someone that can get a push against a center or guard one on one. And then when he uses his uh, a one arm technique to get leverage, he can even flip his hips and redirect pretty well. Um, but he does, you know, like some guys that we've looked at, like um, Jason Mattedbukay, Justin Mattedbukay last week. Uh, you know, he doesn't hold up as well against double teams. And and right now, coming into the season, I'd like to see the sum of his parts um, equal the whole. Right now, the whole doesn't really equal the sum of his parts. He's not consistently disruptive. And if he can really put everything together, you know, athletically and technically, there's a lot there to like. It's just a matter of whether he can really integrate everything into his game to get results. And you're just not seeing the results as consistently as some of the top guys.
0: And then for Alabama... Man, even just seeing some of the clips and highlights so far, Matt, Jerry Judy looks really impressive already this season.
1: Yeah, he really does. And it's funny, the first time I noticed Judy was probably in the Alabama spring game of his freshman year, and you watch him go up against some of his own teammates. And what really stuck out is just how well he tracks the ball through physical play, you know, up the stem into the point where he's in his break and tracking the ball over his head. He's very comfortable with defenders in his face, glued to his hip. He doesn't get distracted. And that's just a a really strong NFL trait for a wide receiver to be able to, to, to work through physical play and stay focused through that kind of um, defensive effort as a route runner, obviously, you know, he's, he's very sudden. He sells that stick move planting that foot outside or inside, and he sells it with every angle of his body turned where it needs to be to really get the defender to open up his hips in the wrong direction. And he's someone that does that not only well before the catch or at the line of scrimmage as a guy who releases from tighter coverage, but someone after the catch, I mean, he uses those moves extremely well to, to defeat good angles to where he's just bouncing off of indirect contact. And he can bounce off multiple points of contact by defensive backs in the open field because of that quickness, because of the way that he's able to change direction. And and he uses that just as well to tell stories as a route runner. I always think of route running as kind of like a suspenseful story where the, the defensive player knows that there's a certain plot twist coming, but you make him believe something different just long enough to be able to then pull the trigger and, and be able to get open. And he's someone that does that really well with pace and body position and just the path that he takes with his stems to shape the route. And, you know, I just want to see him, you know, for the NFL game, little things. I mean, you want to see him, you know, be a little bit better as a, as a blocker, like to see him get a little bit stronger and then maybe with sideline technique i want to see him do a little bit better in terms of dragging his feet as opposed to just punctuating with his toes so that when he gets hit from behind making a catch it's easier for him to be able to stay in bounce. but i mean this is one of the top prospects in in the class for sure and, and an exciting wide receiver
0: how does he compare to rugs just out of curiosity because rugs looks like he can absolutely fly the receiver on the other side
1: yeah. Yeah. I would say Ruggs, Ruggs is certainly going to be one of those guys that you're going to feel really good about. It's kind of like thinking back in the day of, you know, how Robert Woods maybe have been undersold at USC when they had Marquise Lee. Um, I would say Jerry Judy's kind of a a more technically refined and disciplined version of Marquise Lee, whereas Ruggs is kind of more of a, a faster, more physical Robert Woods in terms of, you know, someone that, plays the game at a high level with high intensity, a guy who you know who I think can give you a, a well-rounded game in terms of what he does as a route runner as a blocker and, and so you, you kind of get someone where I think with Judy I, I don't th- I don't know if I would say Judy is automatically going to be a split end as much as he might be more of a flanker. Um, but I, I think that Ruggs is a guy that may be able to give you, Um, multiple positions in the NFL in terms of what he can do.
0: Matt, you are the man. That was fantastic. Loved it. I am ready for those games. Those are some sneaky good games. UCF, Stanford, TCU, Purdue. I'll be on uh, the call of Washington State, Houston, Houston, Friday night on the radio side, Westwood One, if you're in your car. It's a late game, 9-15, so check that out. And you can even wager on that game over at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1 for that 50% welcome bonus. In fact, take any of the knowledge that Matt just dropped and go to betonline.ag and use the promo code PODCAST1. Make sure you sign up and get an account now. Because we're doing this pigskin pick'em thing with Podcast One. And when I win, I get to put $500 either into one person's account or a bunch of different people's account. I think I have that freedom. I want that freedom. At any rate, though, I'm, I get to put money in your account. So make sure you have an account so that when I choose, you can email me or tweet me your uh, your account number. And I can put it in there, BetOnline.ag Promo code PODCAST1. Speaking of promo, make sure you check out today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I have got my first power rankings of the year after I've actually seen the teams play a game this year. Then, you can also go ahead and go and check out part one of the Fantasy Feast today. Joe Dolan. A lot of you are loving Joe Dolan, which is awesome. Other than that, the keg is kicked.